With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, you have tuned in to the four-time national award-winning POET radio. I'm your host, Black Ice. You're live on Voices Behind the Pins tonight. This is your open mic spoken word station. Number one in the nation, y'all. We got Jana in the building. Jana is our special guest host for tonight, along with G from Ohio. And uh, we got a special guest that we're featuring tonight, which is Prolific from Chicago. Again, Poetess Prolific from Chicago. But we're going to go down the line, and we're just going to see how our host is doing this evening. Let's start with you, G. What's going on in Ohio What's going on with you? What's going on in your world? What's up? What's good? Hey, everything is gravy up here. Just driving and working and surviving. Driving, working, and surviving. Surviving. I like that. I like that. I like that. Well, listen, check this out. People may not know who you are. They may not know anything about you. So why don't you take the time and just take a moment and tell people a little bit about who G is. Well, um, I'm a down-home Midwest girl from uh, Dayton, Ohio. Uh, fell in love with poetry around the fourth grade. Got a chance to meet Nikki Giovanni when she came to our school for a play. And uh, kind of been stuck on poetry ever since. I dabble here and there. Uh, I'm more so right for myself. I really don't perform a lot or anything like that. I just really listen to it more than anything. Okay, and how can people find you on social media? Do you have uh, any books out or anything out there where people can um, listen or read some of your work other than what we got going on tonight? No, I don't have any books or anything published. But, uh, I most of the time I like write some pieces or something. I stick them on uh, Facebook, uh, uh, a couple of other. Things. I'm under Gwen Gresham. Um, that's the best way to find me on Facebook. I, I belong to a couple of uh, poetry uh, pages, poetry in motion. Um, I can't think of all of them off the top of my head, but it's just a few I belong to. And like I said, a lot of times I might go in and if I've written something, I may you know, post it, and, but I, I, I don't have any. Okay, well, G, we got to change that. We got to change that, G, because, you know, we're going to release our fifth poet anthology book, and these are the type of things that you need to be involved in, you know, uh, at least if you haven't brought out your own stuff yet. You know, in the poet organization, we make it um, um, easy, a little bit easier for artists to bring out their own material because, you know, we are celebrating a life of misconception tonight on tonight's show also. And misconception passed away last weekend, uh, um, last year at this time. Right. 
Right. And so although misconception is gone, guess what? She got yes, work in the book. She got right. work in the book that's out. She got her poetry in the book. So although she's no longer here, her poetry lives on. You know, and so that's what we got to think about. We got to think about when we're here, um, how can the legacy that we leave live on, or is it just going to die when we die? So we got to think yeah. about those things. We're going to go ahead and go over to Jana. Miss Jana, um, you are new to this format. We want to hear all about you, uh, who you are, where you come from, how long you've been doing this, when you first fell in love with poetry. Tell everybody about yourself. Okay, well, um, what's up, guys? First of all, my name is Jana Haynes. You can actually find me online as J.P. Haynes. That's um, my stage name, if you will. I'm a Mississippi girl. I'm from the South, from the Deep South. I was born and raised in the South. I still live in Mississippi right now. Um, And, you know, I guess I fell in love with poetry when I first performed Maya Angelou, I'll Rise. That's when I was, like, 10. And that's when I really realized the power of spoken word and it just hasn't stopped stopped since. And uh, I took a hiatus and really kind of tried to find myself and figure it out, try to figure out what I wanted to do. But it always came back to writing and poetry. And um, I'm 34 years old, and I live in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. And um, I've always I've, I've been writing for years. Uh, but within the past year and a half, two years, I've really um, just, I just dove into becoming a professional writer. Uh, September 15th of this year, my first fiction novel came out. Um, the, ver- the following weekend, my spoken word album um, called Word of Mouth came out. And it's available on all major platforms. You can find it on iTunes, Spotify, Tidal, Amazon, Google Play. Um, so it's it's out there and it's up and running. Um, last year, no, this year, uh, March, uh, the first week of the weekend of March of this year, I wrote uh, produced and directed Selma the Musical, The Untold Stories, which obviously everybody knows the story of Selma. I hope you do at least. And um, I was given the the, uh, the honor and the privilege of writing the adaptation from Sel- of Selma the Musical, and it debuted in Selma, Alabama at the Selma Jubilee, which is the largest civil rights festival in the world. Um, of course, everybody knows about Bloody Sunday and the reenactment of Marching Across the Bridge and how impactful that was. And, so myself and and the, and the crew got to be a part of that. So that was really dope. So 2017 has been eventful for me. I did a lot of prepping in 2015 and 2016 to get to here. And now I'm just um, writing and performing and trying to get my name out there, trying to get my work out, um, trying to connect with other people and just trying to do it. Well, we heard that. We heard that. We heard that, sis. You know what? Now what we got to do, y'all already know about me. I ain't going to waste no time with that. What we got to do is we got to mm-hmm. get into this world. We got the lines lit up. I got my brother Poetry Soulchild on the line. I got um, Titan on the line. I got the lines lit up. I got my man Brother O on the line. Brother O got some good news that we got to celebrate about. We celebrating Brother O on the show tonight. We celebrating misconception on the show tonight. Again, this marks the one-year anniversary since misconception has been gone. But we're going to start off this show right now, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters. You're tuned in to the four-time national award-winning POET radio, hosted by Black Eye special guest host tonight is G and Jana, ladies and gentlemen. So we're about to go ahead and get into our whole 
speed round tonight. We're going to kick it off nonstop, no introductions, no explanations. I don't want to hear nothing but your poetry in this speed round. So this is going to be the speed round. G, you're going to kick us off. As soon as you're done, Jana, you're going to go straight in. Again, no titles, no explanations, no, oh, okay, it's my turn. None of that. We're going straight in. And after you done, I'm going to spit that piece, and we're going straight to the phone line. G, kick us off. Let's go. I want to make a sequel. I want to treat you like Darius did me. want to see the passion, make a sequel, transparent, original. It's almost spiritual. See, I want to make a sequel. I want to know what happens after the fourth quarter. If I maintain the high score, would I have to play her for her heart? Did I stay in the lineup as the X player in the number one spot? I want to make a sequel. I want to find out after I was thrown from a window looking like a sea lion, did me and my soldier girl stay on course? Was she able to forgive my childish ways? I'll place danger in her path. Yeah, we can make new history and share new lives. Grow together because we have the same desire. Give love and get love feel with intense fire. I want to make a sequel that proves that age can bring the groove back. When you and that special one move to a smooth track, the fact alone can bemoan social critics that think it's wrong to be sugar popping or cougar cruising, never getting how the vibe was so real. Sometimes you can't help but choose the person that fulfills your wish to live again and share a special kiss. I want to make a sequel. Years later, I want to write a note. Do you still love me? Check the box, yes or no. See if you still live, love hip-hop. Discover if that tight beat over that funky track ever stopped. Start another beginning. Just try to a new end. See if you feel best friends. I want to make a sequel. I want to take another chance. If we move from the west to the east, and we still continue to slow dance? When we have our second, first time, it will be far more fantastic. Like the first school dance with pure magic. Happy you didn't beat me when I first grabbed your butt. Didn't get your punt or big brother beat up. I want to share our second first dance. Watch you singing your favorite song, standing alone, adding desire to the romance. I want to make a sequel. I want to be nominated by others that couldn't help but admire and find that our jump in the room was the greatest of our time. Our romance had a boomerang so the connection survived. Have to keep being your primetime baller for life by killing the crazy kid shit and making my thing right. Enjoy sitting on park benches, sharing aspirations and dreams, never letting time get away, being a team. Holding fast to what we have. You be the teacher, baby. School me. 180 times two is that perfect math. Yeah, Ma, I want to make a sequel that has a chill bumping soundtrack every time I hear it. Seductive and enticing like a Jason's lyric. Something unique, connectable, and enhances the light like the jazz on my lips and the soul between your thighs. I want to make a sequel. Peace. They tell me miracles don't exist that we create our own destiny. Earth and the water are the true God, and my todays and tomorrows are determined by me. They tell me miracles are a figment of my imagination, that you're in control of the situation, that you decide your physical restoration. Well, let me give you some education. This does not take a revelation. Instead, it requires a mental castration, an emotional hydration, personal navigation from the agnostic plantation, deviation from your workstation, so we can locate the reactivation of your faith. Ask my brother if miracles exist. Mike Bear. Dead man walking on his cranium was his own blood stain, the left and right sides of his brain, comatose, 
from a blood overdose, an unfavorable diagnose, surrounded by the people for whom his heart beats most, attempting to revive him with a love overdose. Meanwhile, the Facebook posts requesting prayers for a miracle. You know the ones that don't exist. Call it the family, say your goodbyes, read him his last rites while his children stand by, his wife paralyzed with tears in her eyes. She doesn't understand why the doctor's saying things like, this man's going to die, there's no blood supply, call the morgue for a ride, tell them we tried, but this man's going to die. Guilt rested in the pit of my stomach for all the time we missed, birthdays, Christmases, and Thanksgivings, times we could have spent, just the text to say I missed you, the opportunities that came and went. We were robbed of a childhood of siblings through no fault of our own. But the adult version of me felt responsible for leaving you all alone. They tell me miracles don't exist. Everyone's entitled to their belief, I suppose. But for me, miracles are the only way we survive. Life builds us these unknown hands, and we're supposed to understand while standing in life's quicksand. We're expected to withstand the world's backhand, obeying the law of the land, transporting emotional contraband, while residing on social media's witness stand in the world's courtroom. Not a jury of my peers, but people judging me. For the me I used to be, for the me I'm trying to be, for the me they want the world to see. But I'm not supposed to believe this pain is a part of his greater plan. They told me when I was a child, he's got the whole world in his hands. The next time they tell you not to believe in miracles, look back on how far you've come. Remember how many battles you've already won. Think about the angel of death that you've persistently outrun, the times you were favored when you should have been shunned. In the game of life, like in baseball, you received that unearned run. And remember the day God sent his only son? Ourselves is who he was saving us from. They tell me miracles don't exist. What about the immaculate conception? Or if I told you how Moses part of the Red Sea, would that change your perception? What about manna falling from heaven or Jonah and the well? Jesus walking on water is another story I could tell. Can you explain two fish and five loaves of bread or Daniel in the lion's den? What about the fiery furnace? It's been proven time and time again that miracles do exist. I'm a living witness. My body splattered on the pavement. It's how it was supposed to be. You see, on August 27th, God called in a miracle for me. His angels swooped in mightily, and he answered my plea to take me and save my family. But instead of just the three of them, all four of us he saved. I'm standing here before you when I should be lying in my grave. Even the doctor's words, you realize without a seatbelt, your fate would have been ejection. The only reason you're alive is by God's protection. The other vehicle folded in half. Yours completely destroyed. The last hours of your life, you somehow managed to avoid. But they tell me miracles don't exist. My brother was supposed to die. Weeks later, I was destined to meet him. You ask, how could I believe in a God if I could never see him? But Mike is standing there, and I am standing here, a breathing miracle for your eyes. Satan sent his angels, but God sent his reply. Touch not my anointed. I've got work for them to do, and if you're listening to my voice, there is still work for you, too. They tell me miracles don't exist, but what do you believe, Black Ice? I remember time that I wish that I could forget, yet it's etched in my brain like stone. Sometimes I sit alone thinking I wonder. How many abortions have the women I slept with in my past had because of me? 
See, Jenna, I just feel like tonight on Voices Behind the Pins is the night for me to tell my story. Because for years I kept it hidden deep down inside of me. It's time for me to let it go now. Poetry soul child, I want to be free. I can't say that I know or recall everyone, but I remember the first. CG, I was 15 years past first, and I was in love with Pumpkin. A 14-year-old freshman from Simeon High School thought that I knew it all, thought that I was cool, but the Bible says, professing themselves wise, they became fools. So, brother, oh, I began breaking rules and ditching school and cutting class, all in an attempt to get some aspirations to become a rap star. See, I was well known to be cold with them bars, but my heart had me locked up, stuck in a standstill. I couldn't see past this girl. She was like the sense of my world and everything revolved around her. I had never felt like this before. I was even cool with the parents who, for me, kept an open door, but that was all before she was late. And no, I ain't talking about for lunch. I'm talking about no visitors this month. And now we both scared. Wondering what would our parents think. They are the ones who really cared about us and our future. We literally ripped their dreams apart, and this couldn't be mended with no suture. But we got to tell somebody. We didn't know what to do. We were only babies ourselves doing what grown folks do without a clue of the consequence. And so we had to deal with the consequence of sex with no protection. And, and it's too late for me to pull myself out of this one because now she's expected. And I'm expecting her dad to kill me on sight. See, my father always taught me to do what's right, but now that I'm on center stage, somehow I've gotten stage fright. So we talked, and she asked, what was I thinking? And without even blinking, I said, baby, I'm not ready to be a father. And see, for her, this only made things harder. So she told her mom, who forced her to get an abortion, and along with my coercion, I can only imagine the pressure at 14 that she must have been under. Too young to know the procedure, I didn't even care. Only wish that she would have made me be there. Maybe I needed it. See, things don't register the same unless you see it. And then you can believe it. Now she's left with the permanent scar from a decision that we both made. But she's the only one who paid. Or at least that was what I thought. See, you can run for the situation, but sooner or later, your ass don't get caught. I felt like it was all my fault. And over 20 years later, my child that was aborted when I was at the age of 15 has now come back to haunt me. My first child at the age of 15 was taken away from me. He died from cancer. Too young to know the physical pain of an abortion, but now I know the answer. It's clear now. I see the picture, and it takes me back to that same scripture. Professing themselves wise, they became fools. So if there's any teens listening to the show tonight, please stay in school. Learn from my mistakes. Don't wait until it's too late. I apologize. I'm sorry. I wish that I could go back, change, and rearrange things. If you only knew the consequences that choices and decisions bring. See, y'all, at the time, I was only 15. And I remember a time that I wish that I could forget. 
Yet it's etched in my brain like stone. Sometimes I sit alone thinking I wonder how many abortions have the women I slept with in my past had because of me. I just felt like tonight on Voices Behind the Pens was tonight for me to tell my story because for years I kept it hidden deep down inside of me. Time for me to let it go now. I want to be free. That's that piece, ladies and gentlemen. You're tuned in to the four-time national award-winning POET Radio. You just heard from G from Ohio, Jenna from Mississippi, I believe, right? That's right. And your boy, King of Poetry Black Eyes from Chicago. We're going to go straight to the phone line. Let's go to Chicago's West Side Poetry Soul Child is in the building. Poetry Soul Child. What's going on, Black Eyes? <laughs> All right, my brother. What's going on with you, my brother? Oh man, God, man. You know what? Everything is is a blessing with me right now, man. Just get just got a uh, new job. I'm currently working on my third album right now, and just you know, God has been so good to me, man. You know, how you been doing, Ice? Well, I'm Hello? a little bit un. I'm a little bit under the weather right now, my brother. I'm I'm kind of like my nose is stopped up. I'm like I'm trying to breathe while I'm spitting. But, you know, man, I, I'm good. You know, I, I've been doing this thing for a long time, and being under the weather don't stop me from getting on stage. It's been many a times that I've performed that, that you know me. Over 50% of yeah. the times I wasn't feeling, feeling good because of these allergies and sinuses. But we make it happen, brother. We make it happen, man. We do. Yeah, you know, I'm with you, man. I'm the same way, man. I don't let no sickness stop me from doing my thing because my life is my poetry. <laughs> and poetry you already my, know it, man. It's my life. It's, it's that's what I'm about. Listen, people may not know who you are or anything about you that's on the line. We got people from California, from Utah, from Mississippi, from Ohio, from the East Coast, from the West Coast, from Florida, all on the line. They may not know who Poetry Soul Child is. So give me 30 seconds. Tell people. Uh, who Poetry Soul Child is, where he's from, what he's been doing, and what he currently got going on. Okay. What's going on, everybody, on Voices Behind and Pen on Poet Radio tonight? Um, poetry Soul Child is a singer-songwriter, poet, mentor, and host of an open mic in Chicago, on Chicago's west side called Hot Sauce Poetry, along with my co-host Articulate. We've been doing it for eight years now. Um, also currently I am working on my third album right now. Um, also I got a lot of, um, events coming up. Y'all can also, for y'all about 40 social events, y'all can follow me everywhere on social media, Facebook, Instagram, SoundCloud, YouTube. You can Google me at poetry, social ENT. And you can find everything about poetry, soul child entertainment, and why his life is his poetry. All right? <laughs> so and I um, heard that, my brother. I heard that. Listen, man, now since they know all of that about you, give them a taste of uh, poetry, soul child tonight. Oh, no problem. All right, y'all. Without further ado, y'all heard me talk about how my life is my poetry. So y'all, not, y'all are now about to find out why my life is my poetry. This is my hit song, my hit poem, 
everybody know everywhere I go, and every poet can relate to this because this is this is now the poet's anthem, and it's called "My Life Is My Poetry." This is the piece that made me who I am today. And I just thank God for this piece, and I hope this piece blesses y'all. Here you go, "My Life Is My Poetry." My life is my poetry. Let my poetry is my life. Sing my life is my poetry. Let my poetry is my life. Sing my life is my poetry. Let my poetry is my life. Sing my life is my poetry. Let my poetry is my life. My life is my poetry. Like my poetry is my life. Because I speak like to preach life, and I preach like to teach life, and I teach like to reach life. Because when I reach life, I write life. Because all I write about is my life. Because my life is good. So good like soul food on Sundays. Because Sundays are my fun days. My fun days with my God, Easter Eve. My fun days are my my Sundays are my fun days. My fun days with my God each and every Sunday, so I can spit my poetry. Cause my poetry is like poetry. Cause I use it like music, music that comes from a melody from heaven, so I can spit my poetry over my music, so I can speak life about my life. Living smart and creative as a poet on fire who desires to go higher because I'm living my life like it's golden, so golden like love, peace, and happiness because I'm a poet living my life, not wasting my life because why waste my life when God blessed me to see light each and every day in my life so I can see with new eyes and heal with new ears and cut loose my stubborn, stubborn tongue, give articulate praise into his name so I can walk by faith and not by sight, so I can speak life to another life. And that's why my life is my poetry. Like my poetry, it's my life. My life is my poetry. Like my poetry, it's my life. Sing my life is my poetry. Like my poetry is my life. Sing my life is my poetry. Yeah. Like my poetry is my life. Sing my life is my poetry. Like my poetry is my life. Thank you, I'm poetry soul child. Bye, guys. Okay, G. G, go ahead. Hello? Yeah, go ahead. We can hear you. Go ahead. Feedback, feedback, sis, feedback. Hey, I I love, I, I heard him do that before, and I loved it then. I, anybody who can sing and spit, hey, that's, that's beautiful, man. It, it 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 resonates with you because anybody like I like I was saying earlier about just falling in love with poetry itself. Um, anybody that's able to be that descriptive and that creative, it, it just it's it's just powerful. And I, I I love when I heard him do it 
I think it had to been about a year ago now. But uh, yeah, I I enjoyed that. Thank you so much, Queen. <laughs> Go ahead, sis. Oh yeah, man, I definitely rock with that. I love um I just love creatives, first of all. Um it, we all know what what a struggle and what a battle it can be sometimes to be be someone who's who thinks in depth and who who's an artist and how difficult it is to not only get out what's on the inside but share it with other people. Um I'm, I often say that writing is just the purest art form that's out there because it's whether it's fiction or, or, or whatever the case may be, it's it's a part of you. And um, there's some truth to it. And sharing that with other people um, is a level of vulnerability that you'll rarely get to see in strangers. So I rock with that, and I salute you for that. Thank you so much, Queen. <clears throat> how, how many people on this line can identify with my life being my poetry and my poetry being my life? How many people on the line can actually identify with that? Now, let me explain what I mean when I say how many people can identify with that. Somebody like me who's been in the game for 30 years, and I'm not super old. I want to know that. I just started early. I just <laughs> <laughs> when, when Crush when Crush School came out in 1985, I knew that I wanted to be a rapper. I was already writing poetry, like in elementary school. But when I found out that I could use my words and put music to them, and you know, be that kind of like, you know, it, I just fell in love with it. And I've been in love with her ever since then, and it's taken on different shapes and forms, first starting out as a poet, then as a rapper, then as a spoken word artist. But it's all up under the banner of the poetry, the poetry tree. <clears throat> so there's been times where I wasn't feeling good. There's been times where I had losses in my life. You know, you guys just heard me talk about my 15-year-old son losing him to cancer. Um, and things just happened, and some tragic things that happened that happened in my life, but I love poetry so much that I never put it down. You know, I, I might've slowed up in the way that I was doing it, but I always, you know, went back, you know, went back to it and, and, and watered it and, and watched it grow. So when, when I hear that piece, my brother, I really, really, really appreciate it so much because I live it. You know what I'm saying? This is something that I actually live. So I just want to say thank you, man, just for, creating that for God and for you allowing God to use you to create that, you know, being an anthem for, for us. You know? You're so very welcome, Black Ice, and thank you so much too, man, for always, you know, man, you, you've been a blessing in my life, man, a mentor, you know, you, I've been under your wing, you've blessed, I've been a part of your shows, um, you, you've helped a lot of artists out here too, man. And I just thank God for you and what you're doing, what you're continuing to do for us artists out here and for yourself, man, because you believe in us and I believe in you, Black Ice. You know, you, you man, you, you mean a lot to me, man. And I just thank God for you, man. I really do. Thank you so much. Hey, look, come on about that. Give me my flowers while I'm alive. 
Of course, man. Don't be in my funeral talking about, you know, all this. I'm not ashamed, man. I'm going to let you know right now while you're living, Ice. I'm going to let you know right now. I ain't ashamed. You know, Porter Soul Child. Man, I've been in the game eight years now, man. Prince of Poetry, man. I never forget that year, 2014, Air Sister Stone, man. I appreciate you so much, man. You opened a lot of doors for me, man. And I thank God for you. And I look forward to doing more work with you. It's not, over. it's not done. God is not done with us. It's time to keep working. I, I we got to keep. Let's go. You know? I agree. I'm I with agree. you, Ice. Man, thank I'm you. I'm your right hand man. Thank you. Thank you, young brother. And with that being said, I'm going to bring another brother that's been on the scene who I met some time ago. And um, me and this brother have been rocking out and, and making some history together and doing some wonderful things together. We just left Chicago, y'all, but we're going to go to East Chicago, Indiana. Again, East Chicago, Indiana. This guy right here is the living miracle. Uh, if you just don't know about his story, you really got to hear about his story. This guy is an award-winning poet. He's a Hall of Fame poet. He is a three-time public star And he has a major announcement that he's about to announce right now. So let's go ahead and and we got Heir to the Throne, Prince of Poetry, brother. Oh, what's good, my brother? How you doing, nice? I'm doing good, man. How you feeling, man? I'm doing, I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty oh, good. Wait, oh, hold on, wait a minute. Brother, oh, do you have a new phone, brother? Because you sound clear tonight. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, I... Got an upgrade recently. Man, you sound good tonight, brother. Oh, this is the clearest that you've sounded since you've been calling in <laughs> to these shows. Uh, I'm loving it, man. You sound good. Oh, thanks, guys. I appreciate you. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, go ahead, brother. Make your announcement. Everybody's on the line. Be listening. Um, let's go, bro. Well, brother, oh. The Living Miracle Professor of Course is proud to announce that he will be in a place called What Happened to Black Love? Stay place. In my uh, sister Nina Hall. And I will be featured along with James Perry, Yolanda Henderson, Hood Rays, Queen of Rest, and Love Personified, Wizard Speak, Shells, Prolific, Tiger. I believe Candyism, also known as Renaissance, Angel Perry, AJ, Doreen, Mario, and Softly Spoken. Natty there will be on live Friday, December 15, 2017, at the Amber Hall, 1140 North Lamont Avenue, in Chicago, Illinois, at the 710. Dig that, dig that. And we all say congratulations to you, Brother O, on behalf of Poet, on behalf of Poet Radio, on behalf of Voices Behind the Pens. We all congratulate you on your accomplishment, my brother. Oh, thanks, guys. I truly appreciate it. That's good, that's good. Now now it's here. Absolutely, going to open up. So, you know, don't even worry about it, man. Just keep going in the direction. Keep pushing. Don't take no for an answer. You know, you are, this is the spoken word Rocky right here, y'all. The spoken word Rocky Balboa. Um, what you got for us tonight, brother? 
Oh, uh, this is a testimonial piece I wrote years ago. It's called A Near-Death Experience Gave Me a Second Chance to Live. A Near-Death Experience Getting a Second Chance to Live. This is a testimony piece, y'all, so when you hear it, know that he's talking about his life. Brother O, I'm going to turn it over to you. Let's go. It was the 22nd of October 2007, a day that I'll always remember. Yes, I will, because that was the day that death was knocking on my door. That morning, I was lying in the hallway floor, coughing up mucus with blood, struggling to breathe, and my heart is beating rapidly. I had a fan blowing in my face because I was sweating like a nervous groom on his wedding day. My parents came upstairs and found me. They immediately got me up on my feet and helped me get dressed because my physical strength was nearly gone. There was something seriously wrong. My parents had to help me get downstairs to the living room. While I was sitting down, my mom called a paramedic. At that moment, my left, my life flashed before my eyes because for a minute I thought I was going to die. And I was helpless for the first time in my life. I was on my way to the hospital. I looked up to God and began to pray for a second chance to live. At that moment, my faith and the strength kicked in. I was determined because there was no way in hell that I wasn't going down without a fight. Brothers and sisters, I've been a fighter all my life. Ever since I came into this world on March 9, 1975, it felt like I was in a heavyweight championship fight. This was not for the title. My life was on the line. As I got to the ER, underwent all types of tests. Doctors diagnosed me congestive heart failure and regular heartbeat in the morning for the third time. This episode was the most serious one. They told me that if a blood clot would have formed, and this is no joke, at the age of 32, I could have had a stroke. It was a real wake-up call. Brothers and sisters, if it wasn't for God's grace and mercy on my side, I wouldn't be here to share this testimony with y'all tonight. During my stay at the hospital, God surrounded me with his aim. I received excellent care by the doctors, nurses, and staff. For the first time in my life, I was neither afraid nor worried about anything. As the peace came over me while I was going through this storm, and I knew I was going to pull through and come out better than when I went in. For nearly two weeks, I endured many blood tests, heartbeat going up, IVs running through my hands, taking off types of medicine, stopping cells, x-rays, taking shots in the stomach, undergoing treatment to correct the rhythms of my heart. Trust me, brothers and sisters. I wouldn't wish this on you or anybody, not even my worst enemy. Ironically, this experience with God where it prepared me for my greater destiny. That was using the art form of poetry as my unique method of ministry to reach thousands of people with my God-given and inspired masterpiece. Now, brother, you're a living miracle, man. How do you do all of that you went through and you're still alive? That it's incredible because you should be dead by now. You don't look like what you went through 10 years ago. My answer to that statement is I have a very strong foundation of God. And I read my word every day, especially healing scriptures right by his stripes, I am healed. 
the name of Jesus. I support Sister Zay Shaw, the Zay people called and prayed for me while I was recovering the hospital. My parents and my pastor kept me encouraged to visit my other family and friends, kept my spirit so they helped me to get through what I endured. I truly thank God for everyone was there for me in my time and me. What happened to me 10 years ago yesterday should have been my third strike. Now, it should have been counting on the game of life. The experience made me stronger more to come to live. And like my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, I rose again from the death, the guilt of death to give my second chance to a new life. Brothers and sisters, what you are hearing now is a living miracle. The devil tried everything he could to take me out of here several times. He didn't succeed because God gave me the strength to endure his attack. And every time I got knocked down and wound up against the rope, always got back and I came back swinging because no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And you can't keep a good brother down, down like me for long. See, brothers and sisters, I'm a living reminder that you can go through hell and come out clean on the other side, and that you can survive any disease, sickness, and affliction. The key to me for enduring this experience is my incredible will to live and my no-quit attitude. And I refuse to give up because sometimes don't last always. Some people do. And one thing I know for sure, I won this fight and came out as a champion in the name of Jesus. And I never would not have made it without God on my side because there ain't nobody that's greater than him. That's their peace. G is on you. Hey, as always, O, you, you, you put that truth out there, and you're right, you know, uh, Just the acknowledgement of the appreciation of still being here is 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 it's great. The gratitude that you show um, and being able to talk about it that has got to be not only something uh, frightful, but it has to be something that almost burdensome. But you you're able to to give encouragement to somebody else who might be going through that and. Um, it's like I said, the fact that you can, you know, get out there and describe that. I lost my mom to cancer um, back in '09, and sometimes I find myself thinking about, you know, uh, people who just don't appreciate, you know, their life. You know, and I try to tell people, you know, life is short, and you can have your plan, but God is t- is the is the quintessential. He's gonna make the, you know, last decision on your life. So. Uh, the fact that you can, you know, basically describe what you went through and show gratitude about it, that's a beautiful thing. And as always, you you know, you never cease to amaze. And that, that's that's an appreciative poem. My speech. Thank you, I appreciate it. I, I echo I echo uh, everything that she just said and, and what he said, the, it's the power of the pen, man. You just, you, um, the name of this show is, you know, the people behind it, but it's the power of the pen and 
the power of, of words. Um, it is really our greatest tool and our greatest asset. And the ability to, um, e- even you, Black Ice, with your piece in, in the next piece that he just did, the ability to experience trauma, and, and my piece as well, um, such trauma, and find a way um, through the power of words to help someone else and change someone else's life is, is just pure dopeness, man. It's just dope. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Brother O, I've literally watched this man's journey, you know, um, over the past seven years, and um, it's been truly amazing. You know, I've witnessed the health problems this man has had from the open-heart surgeries to um, congestive heart failure to, you know, those, you know, just just all different kind of things that this man has been through. And he, he's a fighter. He's not going to give up. And it's so inspiring when you can have somebody like this brother call in every Monday night. You know, I mean, literally for the past five, six years or so, this man has been calling in every Monday night, and we've been consistent also as well, you know. And that brother has shared his poetry. He has shared his his world. And I'm one of those type of people, um, I push him very hard, and I'm very hard on him because I see the greatness that's inside of him. I don't push people. I don't push a lot of people like I push Brother O because I don't see in them what I see in Brother O. So when I see something in you, then I'm going to try to push it because, again, as I said before, you never know how long we have here, you know, on this earth in order to release the things that God has put inside of us. So I'm glad that this brother has accomplished those things, and he's been out here. He's very well respected in the poetry community in Chicago. He's the most supportive poet um, definitely in Chicago, and I'm just looking forward for more things to come and again, my brother, I'm proud of you. Congratulations on your upcoming endeavors. And I just look, you know, look for more to come. Thanks, guys. I truly appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's our brother, Brother O, calling in from East Chicago, Indiana, representing POET. Uh, Moni Love, I know you out there. I know you listening. Uh, my sister who works at Stroja Hospital with me in Chicago. But let's go ahead and go down the line. If you would like to share your poetry and you're on the line or your words, um, it don't even have to be poetry. Share your words. Press star 8 on your phone right now. And we are on Facebook Live, so I'm asking all of you all to go to the Facebook Live feed and invite people and share it. Go to the Facebook Live feed right now and invite people and, and share the live feed so that we can get more people on here so that they can listen to you. <laughs> so that they can listen to you. They'll be listening to your words on tonight's show. So, again, go to the Facebook Live feed right now on my page, Black Ice um, International, B-L-A-Q-I-C-E, International, and then share the live feed so that people can get it. Uh, let's see who we have on the phone line right now. Let's see who has their hand up. Um, let's go to Chicago. Chicago, you're out there. Chicago, state your name. Who's this? Black Eyes, this your co-host, The Messenger. The Messenger is in the building. Now, Poet Radio has about eight shows currently running on our station. 
So we have Sunday night, we have Monday night, we have Tuesday night, we have about three shows on Wednesday night, we got two shows on Thursday night, but on Tuesday night is the Bible show called Truth Hour, and the Bible show was the first show that I started on this station about eight years ago. And I said that if I can bring people to the station to listen to poetry, then why can't I bring people to the station to learn about God? And, again, we are not religious at all, but we are spiritual, and words are spirits. Sound is spirit. So anytime you're an artist, you're dealing in the spiritual realm. So what we do is we go through that Bible, and we challenge everything that you have learned in the church. We challenge what's being taught in the church. And our motto on the show is, if you can't read it, don't believe it. So it don't matter to me what your pastor told you, what your mama told you, what your grandmama told you. What matters to me is what we can verify in this book right here called the Bible. So that's what the Tuesday night show is all about. It's an educational show. So bring your Bible, your pen, your paper, and your open mind. Because it's not going to be what Black Ice and Brother Messenger said. It's going to be what we read. And the reason why I brought that up is because Messenger is my co-host on Tuesday nights on the Bible show, and he's also a poet and, the, and a member of the poet organization. My brother, real quick, 30 seconds, tell a little people about you and, um, you know, um, and your connection to poet and everything. 30 seconds. Well, like you said, I'm the Messenger. I'm his co-host of the Bible Truth Hour. Um, I'm also the father of heaven, who's the... 2017 National Youth Spoken Word Artist of the Year. Uh, man, I'm just doing a lot of things, uh, you know what I'm saying? Man, and I'm just proud to be part of the Poet family. Me and I've been, been at this thing for a number of years, but we finally connect um, to a point where we we working together and we, we doing this activism thing together. Um, and, uh, man, it, I'm just grateful, brother. I'm just blessed, you know. That's, that's what I can say about the messenger. I'm just a blessed man, a blessed father, blessed husband, blessed poet member, you know. I'm just out here, man, to, to spread this word of God as he give it to me. And I'm telling you, if, if you're not a member of poet, that might be something that you might want to look at because individually we all are great. But collectively, we are powerful. No one individual has enough money. No one individual knows enough people. No one individual has a big enough network to accomplish all the things that you desire to do. But the Poet Organization, we got members in Ghana, Africa. We got members in Hobima, Alberta, Canada. We got members in the U.K., all over the United States. And um, there's no big eyes or little U's in this organization. We just waiting on you. Messenger, what, what you got for us tonight? Man, listen, man, I'm going to drop this new piece on your ice. It's I, heard called my, it. I heard about it. Man, it's called My Skin. I'm finna go and get it in for you, Okay, brother. brother. Now, now, let me put up a disclaimer. I heard it was a very long piece, so you might have to do part half of it, part one. Yeah. Of it. Uh, okay. I, I, I'm going to do, do part one of it, and I'll <laughs> hit you with part two later. All right, cool, cool, cool. Thinking back, I was once asked how I felt about white police officers killing unarmed black men. I stood in a mirror and looked at myself as I let the question sink in. I knew no matter what answer I gave, I was going to lose some friends. See, y'all, I'm both black and the police, which means I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place. No matter which way I turn, I come face to face, having to choose between my job and my race. 
I always have the hardest decisions to make. See, one is connected to the way I was born, and the other is the career I chose to feed my family. Having to choose between the two internally is damaging, which makes it never fun. I'm a black man caught up between two guns. In one hand, you have the black men who's committing black-on-black crimes, ending each other's lives long before that time. It's still a mystery surrounding how young Kanika Jenkins died. Somebody lying. There are rumors that she might have even been raped with all her friends there, and none of their stories seem to collaborate with the videotapes. We have to rephrase that old saying to keep your enemies close and your friends closer because they're fake. The question still remains what did this young girl do so wrong for this type of hatred to be shown? Where did her true friends at when all this was going on? How can we truly complain about another race when this is how we treat our own? Right is right and wrong is wrong. Young black men still making our streets into war zones. How do y'all think those leaders who fought and died for our freedom will feel about what's going on? Do y'all honestly think they died for us blacks to be free so this new generation can go around on a killing spree in the name of Vice Lord, Blackstone, GD, or whatever other gang they claim to be? That's another one of Satan's trickeries. That's why our jails are so filled to capacity. Y'all are not understanding that it's Satan who has a hold of your mind all along, manipulating y'all through TV, the Internet, or certain songs. If you don't believe me, just look up the first rule of the Georgia Guidestones. And in the other hand, you have these rogue white police officers who, for no lawful reason at all, will shoot to kill black men of my same race. Like being born black is a crime we've committed and the punishment is pure hate with a gun to our face. I have two young black sons, including myself, that could fall victim to this type of hate. In either case, it's senseless dying. See, the devil was trying to play tricks with my mind, making me think I was blind, so I could continue lying by denying that I don't see the truth about the systematic attack on our black youth. But here I am, stuck with having to make a choice. Which guilty party am I going to have to give voice to? Or better yet, whose side am I going to take? Just when I thought it was my decision to make, the Spirit of the Lord stepped in and told me to wait. Here, my son, is where I need you to educate, not just the young black men who chose to walk around bent over as if something's wrong with their spines. Black-on-black crime has Automatically been embedded in their minds. It's been a plot of Satan all along. Because as long as he can get y'all to kill each other time after time, when his demon white-possessed police officer does it, it never crosses their mind that it's a crime. And yes, there are some black police officers who are demon-possessed, but I have to place them in a different category from the rest because they don't wear their guns on their chest. And society only recognizes them as officers because of their bulletproof vests. Because without them, they'll be grouped right along with the rest. And when it comes to their weapon of choice, the gun is usually their last. Because their first thought is put on their black gloves, whoop his ass, get suspended, and let the suspect live to see another day. Getting pulled over now is like hide-and-go-seek, wishing the cop was black and not Chucky from Child's Play. Because black-on-black crime happens every day, and it seems as if white cops killing unarmed black men is the new initiation for the KKK. And that's part one, and I'll finish the rest later. That's the message, ladies and gentlemen, on Voices Behind the Pens here on the full-time, full-time, full-time. 
National Award winning POET Radio. I'm going to go to G. Go to G. G. Tell us what you thought about that piece right there. Oh, my God. Ah, that's the argument that I have all the time. Because I've always wondered how, because I don't know anybody that's an actual police officer that's black, that's going through what's going on right now. Well, you just met one. You just met one. Oh, my God. And I can't wait to get to work tomorrow. Woo! That is the argument that I always have. It's just like, you know, they feel like the black officers are in cahoots. And I'm like, they stuck between a rock and a hard place. If, if, the, if, if, if the black community is the minority, what do you think black police officers are? Bridget, you know, Bridget, like, Bridget Maxwell on Facebook Live just said, wow, messenger. <laughs> man, oh man, man. Hey, let me I, tell y'all. I, I don't even have no words for that. Just, Wait, oh hey, listen, let, let me let, let me tell you, this piece, um, I actually stopped it way before. That That's not even really the, the true part one. That's just, that's probably, you know, and this might have to be spoken in three pieces um, for you to get the full message. You know what I'm saying? But I'm probably going to get with Ice and we're going to record it and so we can put it on Facebook uh, or, or YouTube so you all can hear the finished product and what and it really says, the whole only, entire thing. Not only hear it, I see the video of it already. Not only hear it, man. I see it. Man, I'm, I'm telling you, Ice, I agree. It's a video coming with this, man. I'm, when I tell you, I wish, I wish we had time for y'all to hear this entire piece, but I know we don't because there's other people, and I want to respect that. But at the same time, man, I'm telling you what God has dropped in my spirit about this issue. You know what I'm saying? Being a police officer, being a black man, it, it is very difficult and it's very hard. You know, and we get looked at um, by our own community um, as, like you said, like we in cahoots with what's going on, but actually we're not. You know what I'm saying? We, we we see what's happening, we see what's going on, but we have to be um we have to choose our words whenever we are confronted with this question. But you know what I exercise? Today I'm exercising my first amendment right to freedom of speech and that's my constitutional right. And now I'm responding just so my people understand that we are not uh condoning what's going on with these rogue white police officers. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna be blunt when I say it. Every officer that's white that has a badge and a gun is not out to kill a black man. You got a few people that spoil up the the the, the apple. You know what I'm saying? They got their own hidden agendas. You know what I'm saying? So let's be clear about that. It's some good. It's some good white police officers. It's some good white people out here that love black people. You know what I'm saying? So let's make that. Let's make that clear. I'm not saying that, but y'all will hear that later when I finish the rest of the piece. But that's that. That's right. it, it's powerful. I'm telling well, brother, you, brother. If you hang on the yes, line, yes, it is. If we ha- if you hang on the line, at least drop part two, and then we'll say the final for next week's show. Uh, if you want to uh, hold on, we got only uh, a few more callers left before. Man, I do that. I do that. Y'all heard it. You get to hear part two. Now, it's three parts, but you get to hear part two of Messages' brand-new explosive piece, y'all, explosive piece that he's going to drop. And this is an exclusive, y'all, here on Voices Behind the Pen on the full-time national award-winning POET radio. Jana, 
Give us your feedback, love. Oh, I'm hype. I'm hype about that one because um, anybody who knows me and knows my poetry, I write a lot of socially conscious pieces. My album has nine pieces on it, and probably seven of them surround social issues, um, social injustice, systemic racism, things like that. And um, I get a lot of criticism for it, uh, but so I rock with that. I rock with that heavy. I love. The angle, the angle is genius. I have a, I have a good friend actually. She's a cop. Um, obviously, she's black. Obviously, she's black, and she's um, kind of dabbling into writing and poetry and things like that. So, um, it's it's interesting to hear your perspective because she presented that concept, a similar concept um, to me, being black and blue, um, per se. And, and writing about it, so it's it's a genius concept, and, and you have a a unique perspective that most of us um, do not have. So, um, the having the courage to to write about it is one thing um, for for just your average person, but to be a police officer and having the courage to write about it, it just takes it to another level. So, I rock with that real heavy. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. All right, definitely, and that's my brother right there, so y'all already know how I feel about it, and it's the truth, and it's a bold move for him to even be on live saying those things as an officer, because the police have a code, y'all, that, that is a fraternity, make no mistake about it, and, and they do have a code, and um, some of that code is the code of silence, so it's always refreshing when those who are members of that fraternity speak up and tell the truth. I only think about if that had been done in the Laquan McDonald case here in Chicago where the police officers shot that young man 16 times. If one of the officers would have stepped up and said, hey, that's enough, you know, would the boy still be alive? We don't know. You understand what I'm saying? But it's just good when you got your fellow officers that speak up. So we're going to go ahead and keep this thing moving on, y'all. Uh, we got some more callers on the line, but stay in tune because the message is going to drop part two of that piece, but we still got a lot of callers on the line. Let's go to Utah. Utah, you are on the line. State your name, Utah. All right. Uh, we will come back and check with you. Let's see who we have here. Florida. Florida, you're on the line. Who's this? Daniel Garth. Um, say it again. Uh, this is Daniel Garth. Daniel. What's up, Daniel Zar? How you feeling? I'm feeling good. How about yourself? I'm doing all right. How you enjoying the show tonight? I'm enjoying it. This is my first time. Uh, Jamie invited me to listen, but I'm liking it. Okay, absolutely. You know, this is the place where everybody shares their thoughts, their opinions, um, what's on their heart. This is the outlet. This show has saved a lot of lives because it stopped people from going to work snapping because they was able to come on Monday night and really express how they feel about what they was going through instead of picking up a knife or a gun. <clears throat> this is the outlet show. You got anything for us tonight, Daniel? Um, sure. All right, let's go, y'all. Daniel's out live here on Voices Behind the Pins. You had a mic. Okay, well, I have one that I actually just posted on the Internet call a conversation with my honest polygamy. All right, let's do it. All right. If God loves you all, why can't I love you all? 
Why you think only loving you means I love you more? Why well, I got to say the reasons that I love you for? future not knowing what's in store. You remember my past not knowing I've evolved. Not dismissing my past, but I never meant you harm. And please don't act like good times never occurred at all. But I still love you, baby, so what you hate me for? Mm. I guess I failed the monogamy. Broken promises probably broke your heart like some pottery, but I promise to never promise again. Just promise that we can always be friends. Promise you'll never find you a man who worries about the bond that we have and call me whenever he makes you mad. Talk about old times and laugh. A conversation with my honest polygamy. Conversation with my honest polygamy. Daniel Garth. Um, let's go ahead and go to G. <laughs> that was real interesting. G, what you got for us today? <laughs> you all in the news right now, man. <laughs> Oh, hey, I, I don't know much about it, but um, it, 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 I'm going to have to read up on it. It's, it, it was interesting. It, it was really interesting, very descriptive, and I'm definitely now, because I, I, I just keep hearing about this polygamy thing, so I'm, I'm going to look into it, because I really can't give an honest uh, opinion, but I did like the piece. I like the way you, was a, like I said, I'm, I'm into description. So you were very descriptive, and uh, I you just made me think about looking into something else that I can learn about. And I really that was that's another thing about poetry. You always get subject matter um, at different times that you you don't have any you know knowledge of, and that's something that I can learn about. So I'm I'm going to look into that. And I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And that was a, that was a really cool piece. Thank you. I'm not actually polygamous, but... <laughs> ah, okay, you're not a polygamous. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, Jenna. Daniel, what's up, man? <laughs> that was pretty, that, I, that was clever. It was very clever. Um, Daniel, Daniel and I have been communicating back and forth. Um, he and I have never met, but he, uh, he just moved closer to, to home from Florida. So I invited him to listen in tonight. So I was, I was super happy when when he said Daniel Garth. I was like, oh, okay, that's what's up. I, I appreciate that calling. But um, it was um, you just jump right in. I love that. I love that you're like, all right, let's go. I just wrote this. I love that. It was clever though. It was it was super clever. Um, I, I liked it a lot. I'm, I'm glad I got to hear you. So thanks for calling in for sure. Thank you. Absolutely, absolutely. And I like the honesty in it. You know, that that's the thing I like about it, you know, again, and that was a part of the title, you know, the honesty that's in it. A lot of times we don't say how we feel or our viewpoint or our vantage point for fear of being judged by other people living in this particular society because living in this society, quote, unquote, there's a certain standard that you should um, live by. And if you don't live by those standards, then you look at as if something is wrong with you. But there's another thing that if adults agree, you know, if all parties agree, then, you know, hey, you know, that, that's, 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 an, that's another thing. And that's, you know, not my, necessarily my viewpoint, but you are entitled to 
what you think and what you view. So that's my man calling in, Daniel Garth calling in from uh, Florida, right? Uh, Mississippi. Mississippi. Okay, calling calling in from Mississippi. Um, Into the show. You're live on a four-time national award-winning POET radio. We got Miss Gifted out there. Um, she, She will be next. Let's go to Ohio right now. Ohio, who's this? Southwest Ohio, you're live on the, on the line. If you this, just, this, this, this is Mr. Romeo Dinati. I was just, just calling in just to check out and support. Romeo Dinati in the building. What's up, my brother? I'm uh, maintaining, I'm maintaining. How you feeling? Blessings to you, Mr. Black Eyes. And you know, we're celebrating misconception. Um, this past Saturday was the one-year anniversary. Man, it went so fast since she passed away at the age of 42 and the prime of her career and the prime of her life. You know, so we are celebrating misconception here on tonight's show also as well, gone but never forgotten, and we're not going to let nobody uh, forget about you either. So if you look right up here, she is always over my shoulder right there, y'all, in her POE T-shirt. As a matter of fact, I'm going to keep this live feed in this camera like this for tonight so you can see misconception right there who one year ago, two days ago, um, passed away. Um, representing POET to the day she died, y'all, and we represent her tonight on here on POET Radio. Probably, it might even play something also as well for you guys um, of hers if I can if I can manage that. But anyway, brother, I appreciate you, man, for calling in. If you do change your mind, you know what to do, man. Press star eight. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. And blessings to misconception. Wonderful, wonderful woman, person, fantastic poet. Um, I had a chance to meet and vibe with her, and um, yeah, that's that's this is just an unfortunate sad, but yeah, she's always gonna be missed and loved. That's right, and her material lives on. We are still publishing books with her poetry in it. So Wonderful. again, this is what we're telling you all who are out there. If you haven't done some of these things, if you haven't connected with people, you can only do so much by yourself. But every franchise and every multi-level marketing company who's successful, they have amplified themselves and multiplied themselves in other people. So when we bring out that poet anthology book like this one right here, that comes out every year, guess what? When you open up the pages to this book, you start seeing other poets in the book. And you start seeing them sharing their poetry where they live. And guess what? Everybody in the book is exposed to a different market because people from different markets are in the book. So in addition to doing your own thing, then maybe you might want to collaborate and do some other things. Here's a young lady right here from um, the U.K., that's a member of the organization. Uh, Madam Focus from the United Kingdom, when she sells her book in the United Kingdom, everybody in the book gets exposure. People of extraordinary talent. Let's go ahead and go to the next caller. That's Romeo Donati, my man calling in, representing Cincinnati, Ohio, Chicago. Who's this? Yo, what's going on, Poet Fam? It's your boy E-N-D, Chi-Town. E-N-D in the building. One of our uh, poet all stars from Chicago, one of the kings of poetry, y'all. How you feeling, my brother? Man, feeling good, man. You know, brother, been going through some things the last uh, few months, man. So you know how we do when we feel it, we write man, it out. You man, you always talking about, man. I'm going through something, but every time I see you, I can't never tell it, Andy. 
And well, you know what, man? I'm I'm also grateful for the times I get to go through because it means I'm not stuck in it, bro. <laughs> right. That's right. <laughs> means I'm not stuck in it, man. Um, I say yeah. Endura, Endura always sound like he doing all right. I always sound like he ain't going through nothing that got no problems. But I, I as long as you say it, brother. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you, you, you checked it, in on me when you were in Jamaica, bro. So even when I sound like I'm doing well, you still tapped in. You reached out to just check on me and see how I was doing with goals and dreams and just with life, man. So you were on a private vacation with uh, with our Madam Vice President, and you still made time to check on your boy, man. So I appreciate that, dude. I love you, brother. That's because <laughs> I love you, bro. Love you too, man. Love you too, man. But I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and rip this real quick, Ice. Uh, not a long piece. Um, biological mother. I'm so glad you are alive. Every time I hear your voice, there's this hollowness inside. You don't know the things that Big Brother and I had to do to survive. But those times we had to watch you get beaten in our one-room apartment because we had no place to hide. Welcome home. Remember those times you left me alone with a grown man. I felt pain when he was next to me, and sometimes at night I can still hear him groan. Man, mentally afflicted. Did things in life that were sadistic and downright addicted. See, those times you were gone by, Satan came by, and I was sifted. And though God didn't come to my rescue in this pen, I found my refuge. And that was Yeshua's way of telling me that I was gifted. So today I can say, God bless you. Welcome home. For years we packed our bags and put them by the door because you said you were coming. All this time, it was those drugs in the streets that you were running. And that smashed peppermint we played with you was just to throw off the scent. I mean, who would have thought off the prison one day you'd be sent? Welcome home. We never had a place to call that. No parents to fall back. We'd blow up your phone and leave messages and never receive the call back. I mean, if that's not a broken promise, what do you call that? See, to us, you were still mom. I mean, even in our pain, you were all that. Welcome home. Cause you've abandoned me, love don't live here anymore, but I'm trying, in peace. G? Hey, that was beautiful, man. Um, that, that was beautiful. I mean, just some tribute, you know, the tribute to, you know, your mom and acknowledging acknowledging without blaming. Uh, mm. I, I, I guess I could say that. Um, it's easy to you know, you could have you know what I'm saying, you could have been bitter, you know, for her shortcomings or whatever, but you acknowledge what she also went through as well as the things that you had to go through and what you and your brother saw, so um that's that's a, a purification pool. I think you, 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 when you were sitting there writing that, you cleaning some stuff out that you had maybe had in. So that, yeah. that was a beautiful piece. Beautiful piece. Absolute, absolute, absolute. You know, I sent Ice a track. I sent it to the wrong email, Ice, so you'll probably get a Gmail blow up from me because it went right through this time. But Ice and I are going to work on a track with one of our poet, with our former poet brothers, Double G, and the track is called Dirty Little Secrets. But we're not gonna we're not gonna talk about dirty little secrets. We're gonna talk about the healing and the freedom we would have if we trusted other people with our dark stuff. So every member of poet is always required to have a life piece ready to go right. at the drop of a dime. And so this dirty little secrets piece, we're not gonna get into our personal business. 
We're just going to talk right. about the freedom that people could have if they chose to let go and open up and start sharing those things to get healing. And I'm looking forward to stepping into the lab with my brother on that. I mean, you said something real, really prolific at the beginning when, when Ice was saying that you never seen, it never seems like you're going through anything. And you said that you're glad you went through it because that means you're not stuck in it. And people yeah. tend to get stuck and they don't try to go through. They yeah. just kind of stay stuck. Yeah. And the fact that you go through it, that means that you're growing through it. So that's what's up. Appreciate it. Ms. Gifted, we're looking for you on the line, baby. So press star eight on your phone, Ms. Gifted. Um, Jana, you can go ahead and respond to Brother D. Endure. Oh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm going to echo what G just said. Um, she actually said it perfectly when she said um, acknowledging without blaming, but still having that acknowledgement is, is crucial. And I feel like as, as people... Um, and us as black people especially, we we have a difficult time separating the two. Um, and acknowledgement for us oftentimes equates to blame, um, placing the blame on someone else. So you you um, you did a beautiful job of of just saying what it was and calling it what it was and, and putting it out there without, you know, like she said, without placing any type of blame. So I thought that was pretty dope the way you, the way you did that and the way you worded that. Gratitude, fam. Ladies and gentlemen, that was my man, The Endure Live on the four-time National Award-winning POET Radio, sharing with each and every one of you your story. The question that I have for you who are listening out there, have you gotten to the point where you are mature enough to talk about things that have happened to you in your life that is not so becoming. See, it is not until you release those type of things, brothers and sisters, that you begin the healing process. See, we're so afraid to tell people, well, man, I had an STD before. We're so afraid to tell people that, man, I got somebody pregnant and they had an abortion before. We are so afraid to tell somebody that, hey, man, I did this and I did that. Well, hey, brothers and sisters, this is life. And when you get to the point where you are 35 and 40 and 45 and you still can't share your story with people because you're ashamed as to what people might think about you or how it may look to some people, when your story could serve as the very thing that could heal somebody and save somebody else's life? Don't you know that God allowed you to go through what you went through in order for you to get to where he wants you to be in your life? So stop being so afraid. Stop being so worried about your, the perception in the eyes of other people when it comes to you and your experience and what you've been through in your life. Now is your time and your season to share and tell your story, and get ready because on the Bible Truth Hour next week or next month, we're going to do a show called Give Him the Glory in Your Story. Again, give him the glory in your story. Ladies and gentlemen, you're tuned in to the four-time national award-winning POET radio. We're going to go ahead and go to Miss Gifted in Chicago, and then we're going to go back and end with the messenger, y'all. Y'all been waiting on them all night. Utah. Now, again, we tried to go to you earlier, Utah. 
we didn't get a message or an answer, answer from you. If you do want to share some poetry tonight, Utah, press star 8. Again, Utah, if you want to share some poetry, uh, hit star 8. Miss Gifted, we with you, love. We got you, baby. Ready? We can barely hear you. I hear a whole lot of background noise, though, so if you're on speakerphone, babe, you got to come up. Okay. All right. Well, you good. I'm still, I'm still here, hearing some static in your phone, babe. All right. This is live, y'all. This is live. Five, two, eight, four. Press one. Or enter the number you're calling about. Oh, I don't know what that is, Miss Gifted. <laughs> Hello? Yes, I can hear you. Go ahead. I don't know what we having phone problems, babe. You want to try to hang up and call? Okay, she's going to try to hang up and call back in. Let's go ahead and go to Utah. Uh, try one more time. Utah, did you want to say anything or are you just listening to tonight's show? Okay, I guess Utah is just listening. So, uh, Messenger, are you still out there? Messenger? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here, Ice. Okay, so this is what we're going to do. Uh, we got Jana out there who has come on as a special guest host for tonight's show. Uh Jana, what did you think about tonight's experience? I mean, we just met each other. She just literally uh, reached out to me in the inbox like a couple of hours ago. And I'm like, I'm putting her on. I don't care. I don't, I don't care if I'm, I'm putting her on. That's the way we get down here in the POET family. What did you think about tonight's show so far? Shut up. You did. You threw me out there just like just, just like that. <laughs> but it was cool. Um, I think that I, I talk all the time about where I am. And the resources, uh, but not just for poetry, for artists in general. Um, in my area, the resources are lacking, so we have to find them in other places. And I think it's um, it's, it's super dope. It's it's giving back to the to the art um, and providing for the art what it did for you to to have a space for people to just come and share or to listen or to to vibe or, or connect or just all the different things. So um, I appreciate you for just, you know, even throwing me in the fire. It was cool. Um, everybody was really dope, and I got a chance to to share some of my work as well. So I, I rock with it, man. I'm cool with it. I, I appreciate it. All right, all right. So, you know, maybe we could talk about, you know, you coming on next week and doing some things. And, again, guys, um, the whole week is filled up with stuff. Um, tomorrow's show is the title of the Bible show tomorrow is, Are You a Christian or Are You Antichrist? Why Christians Should Not Celebrate Halloween. Again, are you a Christian or are you anti, which means against, Christ? Why Christians Should Not Celebrate Halloween. On tomorrow's Bible show, then, of course, Wednesday, we got... Um, um, another show, poetry show, and then Thursday we have the relationship talk show, Battle of the Sexes. Um, we got the messenger on the line. You ready for that part two? We're going to close out with the messenger. Messenger, what's going on? 
Man, let me go ahead and uh, give y'all part two of this thing. The last line I said, I'm just going to say it again. It seems as if white cops killing unarmed black men is the new initiation for the KKK. It's time for you young black men to wake up and stop claiming your gangs and your blocks, blocks that you don't even own, mortgages or rent you don't even pay. Start to realize the stress you place on your loved ones each and every day. Because of your actions, the entire black community has to pay. If Malcolm Martin and many others were alive today, they'd probably say, if we knew that this was how it was going to be, we should have never paved the way which makes it easier for a white man to come along and say, you've taken your own opportunities for a better life and threw them away. The energy that you waste should be put to good use to make a better way for the next generation and the things that they will have to face. And to my boys in blue, don't think I've forgotten about you. We took an oath to serve and protect, yet you chose to disrespect that. We were trained to uphold the law as cops, but nothing in our training taught us to take our glocks and let off 16 shots. We were trained in self-defense, which was to aid in our arrest, only to be used to the suspect choose not to go with ease. But I don't remember any part that teaches us to continue to choke the suspect to the point they say, I can't breathe. Tell me, why did Philando Castillo have to die when all he did was comply with the officer's request? Not only that, out of respect, he told the officer he was concealed carry with a weapon on his side. Let's keep it real, y'all. If he was white, he wouldn't have never died, but only detained for a while at best seven bullets. Y'all know the rest. All while in the presence of his girlfriend and his child. Wow. But I have to warn y'all now. It's stuff like that that makes it harder for us good officers to gain the respect of the communities in which we serve. I pray to God that y'all get prosecuted to the full extent of the law, which is what y'all deserve. Thinking y'all can use the uniform and a badge to hide the truth about who you really are on the inside. Your actions scream KKK with pride. Your white privilege card should be revoked and your request for bail denied. None of these young unarmed black men should have ever died. But with much regret, I must thank y'all just the same because your actions have caused my people to get their heads out of the clouds, stop playing video games, open their eyes, and use their brains to protest for change, which means that the deaths of these victims and many others are not in vain. The racism shown to blacks in this country is a shame. Don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying that all white people are the same. But if you choose to kneel like Colin Kaepernick before the flag, you get blackballed from the NFL games or have the president go on national TV and call those players who join you names and demand that the owners remove you from playing the game. But what you own is fail to realize is that it's those players who make the game, and they alone have the power to make your billionaire status change. And if they all chose to stop playing the game until this country recognizes and admits that things need to change or put their resources together to create their own black football league games, maybe then y'all will realize that our freedom of speech is not a game. I thought when God created us as humans, we were all the same, and that's part two. I'll give you part three later. That's what I'm talking about, man. Well, that's that's dope, 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 dopeness, my brother. And and, and again, man, I I can't wait to get this brother in the studio because I've already visualized. That's the thing about creativity and creativeness, you know, is that you can you can picture these things. 
you know, um, when it's being said. And, and I can hear them also as well. So I'm already hearing the music and the sound effects that are accompanied with the piece. But that's, brothers and sisters, what you get when you tune in on Monday night on Voices Behind the Pens. I'm going to go ahead, go to the host, give us 30 seconds, um, brothers and sisters, about what you thought about tonight's show, and we're going to go ahead and close out. Um, Jana, what did you think about tonight's show? Oh, man, overall, I thought that everybody um, did a phenomenal job. It, it, it went from... So did you. So did you. Oh, well, thank Thank you. Thank you. Um, it was a, a plethora of topics, and that's the beauty of, again, writing and poetry and creative um, perspective. Uh, it's, it, it always offers perspective. And uh, I, I, I'm just honored to have been able to listen and and uh, be inspired. You know, it's like preachers. You know how I have some preachers at church and one preacher preaching? Right. And the other preacher want to get up and preach? So like it makes it inspires you, like it makes me want to write right now, you know. You immediately want to, you know, work on your craft when you're around other artists. So. And that's what it's about. It's about iron sharpens iron. I think we got Miss Gifted back on the line. Miss Gifted, are you there? I'm here. Okay, we can hear you, babe. I'm gonna let go ahead and let you close out the show. Okay. Um, if we don't stand for us then how will we believe that we will no longer metaphorically sit at the back of the bus when our people continue to bleed? If we don't occupy spaces where the decisions affecting our lives are made, then our future is destined to a plague-filled grave, a grave of unmarked bodies and unfulfilled dreamers, misunderstood geniuses cut down in mid-street. We wear the mask and we continue to hide behind designer-made purchases that don't fill us inside maturely label whoring in the hopes that it will change how they feel about us. When the language they hear, the respect they understand is when we withhold our bucks, our dough, our thriller, our funny. When they don't make dollars, then it all makes sense. Suddenly they hear our voices in the very literal sense. You mean the police are killing the point blank? When did all this occur? Until the money gets stunted, the pain we feel is blurred. When we riot in the streets, they think they're watching a comedy routine watching us destroy properties that service us as they laugh at the television screen. See what they do? I told you they're savages. Looting from stores is the only thing they focus on in all the madness. Organized collective protest, especially in the face of hate, is the only thing they need to see. That our abiding love overtakes this debate as we negotiate the, the sequel to this movie. Because we're going to do more than block traffic. We're going to make you real confused. Everything you expect of us will be the opposite of what we do. If we don't do it now, then when will it be? When they're chasing us down back roads or lynching us again from trees, my bad, that still happens. Generation by generation, they've conditioned us to wait for the scraps they are willing to give us as they eat from the plenteous plate, watching us slowly lose our independence because of all we lack, the lack of money, motivation, the lack of hope and heart. This is a 911 call, Black America. The sounds are long. This is a 911 call, Black America. This is a 911 call, Black America. The sounds are long. And put the generation in park that's taking place in the genocide. 
because it's all about the light and about the power. All right, you heard it there. You heard it there, Miss Gifted. Uh, Virginia, Virginia, you're on the line. Who's this, Virginia? Hey, what's going on? Everything is good, my brother. You are at the end of the show. I'm going to go ahead and let you close out. Go ahead. Let's bring it. All right. See, I, I want to be that joy, like, coming home from a long day, taking off bras or pants. I want to be that security of knowing you don't have to do your hair the next day. It's a wrap. See, you are beautiful. You are beautiful like silhouettes on the walls. Let's get closer. There's nothing... Nothing that I can do to explain to you how beautiful you are except for say you are beautiful enough to make the one blush with one one bruising against your skin. So you are like Milo, my best friend, the muse through my lows. See, I try to find words, words to describe how beautiful you are, but I could write poem after poem after poem and still... I wouldn't find the right description, so I guess this one will have to do. That's that piece. That's that piece, ladies and gentlemen. You heard all of it here tonight on the four-time national award-winning P.O.E.T. radio. Look, every Monday night, y'all need to get y'all ass here on this show Call in, share your words. You heard them from Virginia, from California, from Ohio, from Mississippi, from Chicago, from the East Coast to the West Coast, all over. And everybody did the damn thing. On behalf of G, on behalf of Jenna, on behalf of Matt Spezia, Titan, Royalty, Liz, and everybody else in the POET Network and POET Radio Station, peace and blessings, everybody. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.